Hello everybody and welcome to the second day of our Couch Black podcast. Today this is the Collector's Podcast that will be happening every Tuesday. Essentially what we go over is toys and basically figure lines of any sort of collectible throughout the ages and what their recognition or reception was and kind of how we just generally feel about them. I'm Ben and these are my two co-hosts. Yep, hi, I'm Hope. I'm here to comment on how much I... Don't like these things. <laughs> I'm Tiffany, and I'm here to comment on how much I do like them. Um, we're talking about uh, Funko Pop vinyl figures, obviously. Oh. What else is there to talk about? They definitely have a very mixed reception over the last couple of years. Yeah, essentially, she's right. We're talking about Pop vinyl figures from Funko. Uh, essentially, if you've been to any store, pretty much anywhere, you probably have seen these things, or at least uh, noticed them as they stare at you with their dark little circle eyes and their big heads and their little bodies. Uh, Essentially, these things were a huge phenomenon that came out around 2010 and basically have not gone away since because they just keep making more and more of them of every single franchise you can possibly think of. Yeah, like they get the licenses to everything and use that that iconic, generic, bland design to like copy-paste to anything that anyone can hold recognizable. For better or worse. I like them. Okay, Ben. Yeah, I mean, I think that the design is simple enough so that way people, when you look at them, are just instantly recognizable. And I guess whether or not you like the design itself is pretty much an acquired taste. But they're very much solidly designed, kind of square head and a simple body, um, made poseable into different kind of actions or poses based on what the character is supposed to be doing and it's covering a wide range of subjects even from things from like disney all the way down to like famous horror films here yes animated films you know even things that nowadays are trying to get even more rare properties they you know did a deal um about a two years back or about a year back with um hannah barbera and, you know, you just keep seeing them all the time. If there's the latest TV show craze, they pretty much have a handle on it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, there's no question as to these things' success. Like, you know, able to pander to pretty much anybody who likes any form of media is certainly very powerful. It's part of the reason why I hate them. They're just so effective. I don't want any, and yet I have some, and it kills me inside. Well, the ones that you have are the ones that we've given you. Like, yeah. oh, would you mind sharing the ones that you actually have? Uh, like... Uh, I only have, like, Steven Universe ones, Garnet, Amethyst, and Pearl, acquired all at different times from different people. And I can't even uh, go over in the amount of time this podcast has to go over every single one I own. Let's just say I have a lot. Why don't you try, Ben? List off your favorites, at least. Well, I do have a lot of horror ones, obviously, because I am a horror guy, but, um... I also do have just ones that I think look unique. That's the big thing about a lot of them. There's actually a lot of them I don't like to own because either it's of a franchise that I really don't care for, but there's also just a lot of ones that really, if you took them out of the box and you didn't have like what the name of the thing was, they kind of just look like a person that you really can't understand what they were supposed to be from to begin with. Now, for most cases, they've fixed that up through the years, but... You get anybody who's just a person from a show that didn't have any recognizable traits to begin with, they kind of just look like people, and those sometimes don't work out as best as you would like them to. Yeah, like, I would agree with you there. I remember one of the ones in recent times that I complained about was, I, I actually quite like the film Mean Girls. The problem with that is that, you know, they're designed to look like regular everyday teenagers, 
and when you translate that into a pop figure, you kind of water it down to the most basic of traits to the point where if you weren't familiar with the property of Mean Girls, they essentially look just like standard people and you wouldn't be able to identify the traits that come with because it's reduced down to the pop figure's iconic design but with the traits of the characters themselves and that doesn't really work but Mean Girls isn't the only one that's victim of this. Oh yeah, like definitely pop figures, uh, the Funko Pops at least, are definitely made for uh, brands that are easily recognizable like, you know, iconic symbols so that you could look immediately at it and say, oh, there's that thing I like, you know, like, and it's really where, like, some of the weaker designs in some franchises really have, like, more trouble, I suppose. That's kind of the one benefit to pop figures. They're categorized by franchises, so it's not like you, if you were just going for a certain set, it allows you to do that, because there's so many franchises that it's based off of that you could just get the ones from the thing you, one thing you like, and you could still relatively afford all of them, essentially, instead of going for every single one that's ever been made, which, God knows, good luck to you there, because... The amount of pop figures that have been made throughout the years just alone, exclusives alone, are going to drive you a hard buck. I mean, there are exclusives everywhere. Like, ever since this craze began, like, stores everywhere have their own exclusives. There's websites that have their own exclusives. And it's just variants of certain ones or, like, Comic-Con exclusives and stuff like that. Like, good luck to you if you're trying to get every one that ever was made. Well, yeah, because, you know, like, with everything else, things retire and, like, you know, like you'll have to look on eBay or yeah. other, like, relatively sketchy places to try and find it. That goes with any sort of toy, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, and, like, in a lot of cases, there's exclusives for certain types of comic book shops or different trade conventions or just things that, you know, make it a lot more harder to access. The biggest one being, of course, the exclusives from San Diego Comic-Con and so on and so forth for certain conventions, where, you know, people that don't necessarily have the opportunity to attend those conventions no longer have the opportunity to receive that pop figure. They have to wait until it kind of goes onto essentially their version of the black market, which is waiting for an eBay release or, you know, people just to start selling it online. And that can usually spike it from a pop figure that would essentially have cost you maybe max $20 will spike over to about $300, $400 or so. Um, but some of my favorite ones, I think, are probably the ones that honestly just have a better, brighter paint scheme to them. Kinda, because I know like a lot of them they do for live action movies, and this is just a trend just in general for movies and video games where it's like if they're based on like a lot of modern stuff, they usually paint them really like saturated or dull because that's just what it actually looks like, and it kind of I think it kind of retracts from some of it. Um, I kind of like ones that are based off like more classical or old stuff just because. I think the color variations on a lot of them like just look better. I actually have a uh, King Tut from the Adam West Batman series figure. It's actually the recent one I got. Uh, it's actually I just like it just because it's bright, it's colorful, it has many paint applications on it. It just looks like a really nice figurine. Um, and some of them sometimes just look like a solid dull gray or black or brown or something. Like, I don't feel like those are probably not going to be worth as much down the road. Or even, like, really anyone's going to be wanting to use them. Yeah, and I feel like also sometimes the paint jobs on them, they don't, don't really have much lastability in terms of the paint. I've actually had a couple 
you know, if it bumps into something or, you know, you're not taking the best care of it, the paint easily gets scratched. It's not very much a hardy figurine. So if you do get one, you're going to have to be able to take good care of it. Make sure you keep it in, you know, a place that has good temperature, good lighting. You know, be sure not to bump it or scratch it. Like it's box. I'm the one that's guilty of usually not keeping the boxes for things, and that's just for personal reasons. Uh, most collectors will keep the boxes, but I usually just chuck them. And I guess it depends all entirely on you, what you feel you want to do with it. That's a that's a good point, actually. I have a question. Like, uh, you've been collecting Funko Pops for a long time, Ben. Like, do you have any that, like, are, like, older? How would you compare them to newer ones? Has there been change in the way they're made, or are they still, like, relatively the same? Um, they changed a bit. Um, they have a lot more details a lot of them i remember back a lot of the older ones actually looked like brighter and i think it's mainly because i think they use the harder plastic for their heads and nowadays i think they use like some rubber material type thing to make them a bit more like plasticky and kind of like less heavy-ish or something i know they have done updates i mean for one they finally gave stands to certain characters that couldn't stand up right on their own from the weight of their head and their little tiny bodies. Oh my goodness, yeah. My pearl figure cannot stand up on her own. Make up that what you will. And it's, like, really annoying. Like, I, I wish I could just, like, prop her up permanently and she could just stand there with a nice silhouette. But no, she's just built. Doesn't make any Not sense. Like a stick. Yeah, exactly. I have kind of the same situation with, um... One popular figure that I have for a Dr. Frankenfurter, and I'm not sure if it was supposed to come with a stand or not. But uh, when I opened up the box, I did not receive a stand. I don't think I don't think so. Just because I because I only know that um, females nowadays, all female characters have stands. The females. <laughs> yeah, well, because oh most of the bodies designed for the female characters are usually skinnier. Um, while the male bodies still retain some of like that like original design that was like the little bulkier body, but even then, I feel like some male characters on the in the line still need a stand because of either something they're holding or maybe it's something that's keeping them back heavy. Yeah, like in in my case with the figurines from Rocky Horror. Columbia's will always stand up because I think it's after the time in which they started producing the stands for the female characters. I received a little plastic white stand with the pegs for the feet and, you know, it holds up just fine. But for Frankenfurters, he didn't receive any of that. And every time I try to have to stand him up, he's always falling. He's always tippling over. I have to kind of lean him against another pop figure in order to get him to stand up, which kind of messes up with the, you know, the sense of organization in your collection if you have to be leaning things towards each other yeah they made a bunch um for a lot of lines we've already mentioned and some are really good and some do not look that great but basically i want to ask both of you what are like some of the ones you really like and some of the ones you really don't like like let's talk about a bunch because there's a bunch that really probably didn't work the best in terms of a Funko Pop design. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't I don't I don't really delve deep into the whole oh, Funko fine. Pop uh scene very much. So like you're gonna just get the basics from me. Uh like uh Love Muerte from uh, Book of Life, that's always like a really nice one to look at. That's like one I wish I could have just so I could be like show it to people and they're just like, Whoa, you have that yeah, that's a retired release and like nowadays when you try to get it online they can run easily for over three hundred dollars, which is yeah. really disappointing. Well, I mean, I'm not disappointed because, like, I look at the price and I'll be like, 
oh, I don't need that. I'm a happier person. I don't need to. I don't need this in my life to go on, and I, I'll feel better. <laughs> you know. Well, you're not exactly the person of the collector oh. spirit type. No, I don't. I like my money where it is in my hands. Yeah, in my case, you know, since me and Ben kind of come from a collector background, essentially, we'd like to, to have access to it. And I'm always trying to see if it'll just drop over under like, you know, down to maybe a hundred or so. It doesn't look like it's going to get there anytime because, you know, it is a retired figurine. You'd have to like really, really fight for it in order to be able to gain access for it. I remember you experienced that uh, around the Christmas season. Your gift to me, you got me the Elvis Stitch figurine. What was it like, you know, dealing with the, you know, a trade market and trying to access that for yourself? Uh, I mean, I just went on eBay and uh, bid on it and then I watched it constantly and then whenever the bid got too high i abandoned it and went for another one so then finally i got something like semi-decent i forget what the price was it was like 20 something and uh they delivered it and i was just like yeah finally uh what are your favorites tiff other than that uh that one uh it's one of my favorites in fact a lot of the uh, lilo and stitch lines are some of my personal favorites i have a bit of a bias because you know lilo and stitch is my favorite movie but on top of that like the actual designs for it i feel complement the designs of the movie really well if you're familiar with lilo and stitch all the designs in the film are very rounded they're very soft you know a very you know baby-like designs for all of the characters um, and I feel like kind of that design reflects into the pop figures really well because all the corners and everything for a pop figure there's never really any hard edges or anything like that everything's very soft and toned down and even the you know kind of pastel colors of it reflect really well in the paint so I think it works really well and kind of brings out the elements of those characters okay so on top of that I really do appreciate um, the Gizmo Wano that I mentioned from Gremlins is really, really nice. It's got a very similar design to the Leon Stitch ones. The weight of it feels really good. I notice it works especially well for cuter design characters or characters that were in design with the intention of having that, considering the fact that Funko's inspiration was actually chibi for their designs. So if they already have that element to them, it works really well. Another one I have is like the Zootopia designs work really, really good. I have the one for both uh, Judy Hopps and Nick Wilde, and anything around that area. Um, I think that I would probably say those are my favorites. Yeah, so generally my favorites, again, my probably would be something like, I do like my Twin Peaks pops that came out a few months ago. My favorite being the actual Laura Palmer figure that's wrapped in plastic, just because I think that works really well, surprisingly, for as much as they got in terms of detail with the design with its simplicity. Um, I also, of course, like my Jason. I like the Resident Evil ones that came out a few, like a year ago. I think that in terms of that, you know, some of the horror ones do work really well. It kind of has a cuter spin on it. Okay, so basically, let's talk about the ones that we don't exactly like in terms of design, or maybe just it looks, it doesn't seem to fit the Funko Pop style. Hope, why don't you begin? I mean, like, there are always, like, the bad ones, like, either, like, the Dory or, like, the Mrs. Pops of Funko Pop, and I'm not, like, uh, like, very partial to, like, uh, Donkey from Shrek either, but there are other ones that are, like, they're made from, like, that special uh, crystal sparkly material. I think, like, the crystal Miku, like, Hatsume Miku, especially, really. Oh, like, ben, actually. Yeah, yeah I actually I have that you. one. Oh, what? You do? Yeah. What? what since when were you interested in vocal cords? <laughs> I just bought it one day. For what purpose do you have it? It's, it's just... You just bought it. Yeah. 
to have. That's what they all say. Oh my god. It's not an addiction, yeah. I swear. You're addicted. You are. Like, uh, I would say that probably the ones that I don't think work are usually the ones where, I mean, like I mentioned before, a lot of them that, you know, you wouldn't be able to tell the characters apart if you had just taken away and stripped away the designs from it. Like, um, even though some of the horror ones work really well, sometimes if it's just like the other characters that are featured, it really doesn't work at all. My, again, like I've already mentioned, basically any ones that are usually based off a movie that wasn't even really that great to begin with, and they usually have like the generic designs, like the Batman v Superman ones, they just look like dull down or bulky, and I mean, they look like they're what they are presenting, but the design itself really doesn't fit to the cute style of um, the pop Funko figures themselves. So next, let's actually get into basically... Now, they've already made a bunch of these. Like, I'm talking about a ton about for, like, a bajillion franchises at this point. But Oh, yeah, you can find uh, them at any retailer nowadays. Yeah, but let's actually talk about ones that we would like to see that actually haven't been made. Well, I think personally, even though I'm aware that, you know, they might have other intentions... I'd really like to see some more Nintendo ones, because I feel like a lot of the characters, especially the more childish characters, have kind of a good design that can kind of match up with the pump, with the uh, Funko style. So, you know, some of the characters from maybe like Mario or some of the characters from like Earthbound or something would be really cool to see as pop figures. I hope that they get around to making that in the future. I mean, yeah, like, you know, the mother Earthbound characters would translate really well, but like... Uh, Nintendo's already doing their own thing really well, I might add, with like their amiibo line. They don't need to. They don't need to dip their grubby hands. <laughs> well, like I think that you know, if they wanted to capitalize on a market that could help the company, you know, they could definitely go for Funko Pops. I feel like the amount of money they're making back on the royalties from it would make up for the fact that you know they'd have to sign on to it. And I think that they're still because of how you know popular they are, it'd be a massive, massive help to just them and also to the fans that are really really looking into I know like this. I mean Nintendo also, also Amiibos are quite slowing down in recent years Nintendo also just doesn't like working with others like their third party support definitely has been improving but like to reach out to Funko I'm not sure learn to play nice it would uh fly so easily yeah. yeah I understand that I just think that it'd be a good compliment to the company and who knows maybe if it does turn out well they'll be willing to make more and even you know become permanent partners with you know the company that you know, they can be making more things when new games come out. Like, you know, I'd like to see, like, Splatoon pop figures. That'd be really cool to see. Uh, there are already Splatoon Amiibo. Why? Why do you want, want this? There's also, there's, also Nin- there's also Nintendo Connects, okay? So it's not far off from Nintendo going to other companies for merchandise. So it's a possibility. Yeah, but they went to, like, Connects and not, like, Lego or something. I'm yeah, that's kind of weird. But... Sure, but, like... I personally am not too crazy about the Connects. I feel like, you know, they're designs, and they feel a little bit cheap when I hold them. I think... Hey, I like I like Connects. Fuck off. I'm not personally too crazy about it, but I can see your point. But, you know, that's something that I think that they would have a, got a lot of opportunity in the future if they were willing to make pop figures of Nintendo characters. You know, I think that that's something that a lot of people would be willing to invest in, and you would see that very commonly in places like GameStop or ThinkGeek. You know, you might even have exclusives from those stores that could not only, you know, 
promote them to go check out their games in those stores, but could also, you know, help the business it- itself. Well, I guess it's good to dream, I suppose. <laughs> okay, well, go ahead. What, what exactly would you like to see? I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a big fan of Funko Pop, but, like, there's always that dark voice at the back of my head needling me, buy something. What would you want? And I guess, um, oh, God, it's going <laughs> to universe again i know it's predictable but like maybe like aquamarine or something like she's just so small and cute but only if her design is good only then yeah they do make little mini pops not good enough i'm not getting any mini thing especially i need to pay the same price for it no way no how i will say the steven universe ones are designed pretty well like i really like the designs for them and the pastel colors really complement it so i do think that that's a worthy purchase they're made to be simplified at some at, at like points in their production so you like you know like it it'll, it translates over very well compared to like i don't know like fucking film or live action where like you know you have a bit of a harder time um basically surprisingly i only have one that comes to mind and funko buddy Pal, listen to me here. Why on earth have you guys not made a Snake Plissken from Escape from New York pop figure? It'd be the easiest thing in the world, and I don't know why. They made... Didn't they make Metal Gear Solid ones? No, they haven't done those either, I don't think. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, those actually could be a good idea of having those eventually be made. It probably is an anniversary, but knowing Konami, I don't exactly know what the situation of those even coming to existence would be. Same goes for, like, if I wanted Silent Hill pops. Yeah, I feel like with the controversy... I mean, Konami's pretty much, like, dying in the water, thank God. So maybe, like... (laughs) Maybe then, like, if, you know, if they reached out and they wanted to make that deal, they could make some money and we can get some nice figures. But, like, perhaps maybe uh, Kojima, you know, would be willing to make a few of them. Yeah, and I believe they have a different line that's out. I keep forgetting the name of the company, but it's one from Japan that makes some really high quality Those Revlotech figures or something? Yes, the Revlotech ones. Oh, yeah. And I guess that's probably the reason why they haven't, you know, jumped into the pop figure bandwagon is because they already have a reliable, you know, retailer of figurines that fans buy. Um, But I do feel like while I like Revlotech figures, you know, part of what's my favorite thing about pop figures is that you know, the price line is easily accessible for people that are interested in getting into collecting and, you know, want to be able to have an access to it without having to spend too much crazy money. So I feel like if they made pop figures, they could be able to get a, you know, loyal fan base that'd be willing to buy them because it would be an easy entry for people to go and buy those figurines. You know, you buy your standard pop figure at the cheapest, you know, you usually see them for about 7 to $8. And then I've never seen a pop figure in stores for more than maybe 14 15 So, you know, you'd be able to have a good window for people to go and buy it there. And, you know, kids that are interested in the series as well would be willing to latch on. I mean, that only makes sense. That's how they get you, lure you in. Please buy more of our figures. They're so affordable. Buy everyone you know. You'll never leave us. Yeah, some final words. Essentially, if you love them or hate them, you gotta admit, they're gonna be remembered. Because for as long as them being around they're going to be the equivalent of beanie babies or other sort of trends from the from a decade specific um so i think they're doing their job at least in terms of being remembered as pop culture with a thing that's literally just pop culture in a box um so with that said if you're looking to find these you can literally find them anywhere just go almost to any bookstore target walmart any almost any store walgreens even 
like places you probably wouldn't toy even... stores especially oh yeah toy stores and if there's a GameStop or a thing geek near you they definitely provide them in fact they usually have exclusives as well so be on the lookout for that go online go on a frenzy like if you find you can find them anywhere basically depending on which ones you want may vary but just it's not a hard to track down yeah and the biggest retailer for them is always yeah. amazon so just check that out yeah so with that said um this was the first collector's podcast and i think it went pretty well so tomorrow we'll be doing um an animation podcast on prince Achmed, the tale of prince Achmed. okay well we'll see you guys tomorrow on that podcast and we hope to see you guys here as also if you also want to see hear more of us uh you can support Patreon. Patreon. We're on Patreon, and if you support a few bucks, you can actually get additional content, such as Girls' Night Out, a podcast where I two co-hosts here basically go over really crappy movie, usually pandering to some form of girl. Hey, they don't have to be crappy. Oh, but the bad ones are the best. The pandering alone is amazing. They don't have to be crappy. Like, there's always, like, good ones, and there's always, like, diamonds in the rough, and there's always bad ones. No, but you can also get movie commentaries uh, from us by supporting through Patreon, and maybe some additional content later in the future. But uh, the most it can help. At least it helps us keep the lights on here and keep doing this podcast that we like doing. So, thank you, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye.